0: welcome you to the preaching service of the Scots Fork christian church otis clark is minister and uh, we hope that as we share these words from god's word that it will help all of us in these very challenging and difficult times a number of weeks ago i stepped back and asked myself uh, what is it that you believe that the lord would want us to be mindful of that he would want us to do as we share in these particular times. And needless to say, I thought of many things, but one of the things that I thought about are the words that we find in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, which we will read in a moment. And these are words about bearing fruit of the Spirit. There is such a grave need, friends, to realize as Christians that surely we cannot do everything that everyone is doing in the world. We're in the world, but we are not of the world. We're to be a light in darkness. We're to be salt in a time when there is a need for us bearing fruit. So this morning we'll read Galatians 5, uh, 22 and 23, and I'm gonna be talking about the subject of gentleness. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, joy, Peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Yes, gentleness. Friends, today I want to challenge all of us to realize how important it is that we behave as a Christian should behave. That we talk as a Christian ought to talk that we conduct our lives in a manner that brings glory and honor to Jesus Christ. Needless to say, we are in a time when the church is under great, great, uh, where there's not a lot of appreciation. For instance, we know a lot is going on in California where people are not being permitted to worship, where people are not being able to gather and sing the great hymns of faith, where people are not being able to come and worship the hope of the world. There is such a grave need for us as Christians to be gentle. And I hate to say this, but it appears that a lot of times that Christians are acting just like people in the world. Listen friends, very simply stated, that will not make a difference for the cause of Christ if that is our approach. We have a responsibility to go the extra mile we have a responsibility to reach out and to help each other. You know, many times we have seen uh, postal services delivering packages and maybe a package would have written fragile handle with care and seeking from the postal service or whatever entity that it might be that uh, care needed to be shown, gentleness needed to be shown, or the particular item or items might be broken. I wonder how often is the heart of an individual crushed or the spirit of a child broken. Words and actions damage and wound every day. Healing and restoration to the human heart can be a slow, difficult process. Sometimes only God can make the wounded new again. So let's ask the question, what is gentleness? Paul said, the fruit of the Spirit is gentleness, and what is that? Well, I want to share with you, this word has been translated, it's a Greek word, uh, has gentleness and meekness. However, sometimes it is difficult uh, to find just the right word to use when you are translating uh, a particular word from one language to another. Aristotle, the philosopher, said, gentleness is meekness as a center between two extremes. For Aristotle, gentleness meant finding the proper balance in life. Gentleness or meekness maintains a good equilibrium. It is to have a steadiness and a stability that will not waver or be moved to extremes. The Greek language is a precise and expressive language. When the Greeks developed a word, they not only gave it a careful definition, but they almost always illustrated it. Gentleness and meekness was best illustrated by an animal that had been tamed. The wild spirit and nature of an animal is brought under the control of its owner. A tamed horse has yielded or submitted its strength. The strength of the animal is no longer wasted wildly, but has been focused in order to fulfill a purpose. Christian, Our gentleness, then, is power under control, submitted strength. An illustration can be here, the power and force of water can be focused and brought under control to turn a water wheel and grind wheat, or the water can flow through a dam, turning large turbines to produce electricity to give power to an entire city. However, the force and power of water can also be out of control, bringing death and construction uh, during a flood or the massive uh, hurricanes that we have and ones that we have seen just in the last couple of days and killing many, many people. Gentleness is power or strength under control. It is the submission of our strength and will to God's control and purpose. Gentleness or meekness is not weakness but his strength under control. Therefore, gentleness is the fruit of the Spirit that brings us under God's control. It is the power under control, submitted strength. As we look and continue to look, the weeks to follow even, the fruit of the Spirit is one of the fruit that develops and grows within our hearts. It is not a fruit market from which we can pick and choose the fruits, the fruits that we want and leave the others behind. Love is the blossom through which the fruit of the Spirit is produced. Without love, there is no fruit. And I want to submit to you, brothers and sisters, that when we really seek to understand our world, and I think anybody would say it isn't pleasant. It isn't pleasant in the day that we're living. And we're trying so many different things. And it certainly is showing There are thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of people who do not know God's word and how people ought to conduct themselves, even Christians. And I get so disappointed. And the Bible says, by the fruit you shall know them. I get so disappointed when I see Christians who have been in the church for years. And it seems many times they just do not understand how that they ought to be conducting their lives. Gentleness is love-touching. Love expresses gentleness through its tender touch. Without gentleness, love does not touch others. Without gentleness or meekness, our touch is harmful instead of helpful, painful rather than pleasing, selfish instead of selfless. Only as our strength is submitted to God, only as power is brought under the control of the Holy Spirit through love, can we reach out and touch one another. Gentleness is a balance between extremes. It is a strength submitted to God, power under control. Gentleness is love touching. And so we ask then, how can we uh, develop this gentleness? It's certainly a beautiful thing. I know I was with a family this past uh, Friday night and the cardiologist came in to speak to the family and he spoke in such a gentle and calming manner. And I thought how important that is. Uh, And we've all heard many times, bedside manners of doctors and nurses are so important. And I have been present when, after uh, a physician had come in, a nurse had come in, and the patient might comment, I just appreciate so much how gentle he was. I just appreciate so much how gentle she was. You see, When a horse is tamed, it can be done in one of two ways, forcefully or gently. Perhaps you have seen that the cowboy with whip and spurs break in a horse, it's a rough job. But in the time the horse submits his strength to be ridden, a horse can be tamed gently by using some of the same ways horses communicate with each other through sound and touch. As the horse handler works with a horse, It will eventually grow to trust the handler and be ridden. Guess what? God will develop gentleness within us in different ways. Just like a horse can be tamed differently, so too God will teach us gentleness in different ways. Gentleness through hard and difficult circumstances sometimes. And so I want us to look here at a number of scriptures about that, how that uh, God teaches us gentleness through his gentle touch. For instance, in Psalm 103, 10 and 11, listen to this. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love. For those who fear Him. And many of you have heard of the translation of the Bible, The Message, and in the message it puts it this way So strong is His love to those who fear Him. God's love for us is strong, but His strength is under control. God has not crushed us or treated us as our sins deserve. Instead, with gentleness, God's love has touched us. God has shown us His loving and gentle touch. We can see the gentle touch of God and Jesus as he dealt with different people. Jesus is the perfect example of what it means for us to be gentle with one another. I want us to look briefly here at three events in the life of Jesus that shows us God's gentle touch. For instance, in the Gospel of John, you read the whole chapter, it shows us Jesus' gentle touch to an outsider, and we're talking about the Samaritan woman. Great, great teaching in the Bible, and, and you remember this is where uh, Jesus talks with the Samaritan woman. He came into a town in Samaria called Sychar, and, and uh, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph, and Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey sit down by the well and he was about it was about noon and there when a samaritan woman came to draw water and Jesus said to her will you give me a, a drink and uh, and his disciples had gone into the town to buy food and the samaritan woman said to him you are a jew and i'm a samaritan woman how can you ask me for a drink uh, Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. And you go on down and this is where Jesus is, in verse 13 said, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst again. Indeed, the water I give them will come in them, a spring of water welling up. To eternal life. And so he shows great compassion, shows gentleness. Jesus, through Jesus' gentle touch, salvation came not only to the Samaritan woman, but to the people of her city as well. Jesus didn't push the outsider away, but Jesus reached beyond prejudice with a gentle touch to include them in God's gift of salvation. And then also in John 8, we read another account about the woman caught in adultery. And we notice as we read the eighth chapter of the Gospel of John, that Jesus did not condemn this woman for her sins. He showed gentleness and and he had had the right to throw the first stone because he was without sin, but he didn't. Instead, Jesus reached out to her with a gentle touch and, uh, and told her, go and sin no more. And then there's that account in Luke 19 that Jesus had with Zacchaeus. And we know that as we study the life of Zacchaeus, that others hated Zacchaeus. He had cheated them out of their money. Bitterness and resentment, along with a fair dose of jealousy, caused others to push Zacchaeus away. A dishonest man who would never change his ways, it appeared. The gentle touch of Jesus transformed Zacchaeus' life. Jesus said, as we read in Luke nineteen ten, today salvation has come to this house. Why didn't Jesus condemn these people? Why didn't he treat them as their sins deserved? Jesus did not come with judgment to crush and destroy them for their sins. Jesus came in gentleness to restore their relationship with God. Jesus came to save the lost through God's gentle touch. We know those great verses in John 3:16 that God so loved the world, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but that they would have everlasting life. How often do we stop uh, there and, and maybe don't go on ahead? Because in verse 17, it's very important. It says in John three seventeen, God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, but to save it. Paul, in writing to Timothy, says in the, the letter, he said that Christ would have all people to be saved. Friends, the Lord is speaking to us through all of these challenging happenings. And he just wants us to realize that he wants to bless us. He wants to save us. And, but we are the ones, we're free moral agents, and we are the ones who make that decision. Jesus reaches out to the outsider, to the immoral, to the dishonest, honest, to the self-centered with a gentle touch. How will we respond to these people if they came to our house of worship? Are we a church that will welcome anyone and everyone with a gentle touch, or are there some people we would just rather not have them as a part of the church. Let me ask all of us a couple of questions. How will we treat a neighbor who is not like us? Will we respond with prejudice or will we have a gentle touch? How will we treat a friend who has been immoral? Will we condemn them or will we seek to share a gentle touch? What about those who have been dishonest and selfish Will we push them away, or will we have a gentle touch? The fruit of the Spirit is gentleness, strength submitted to God. And remember, as we read this, that so many people may bless their hearts, they don't catch it. Remember, it's the fruit not the, uh, is, uh, of the Spirit, not uh, the fruit of the saints. The Holy Spirit enables us to be gentle so that we can reach out and touch those different from ourselves. We can extend God's loving touch to those who are lost in sin. All around us, friends, are people who are broken and hurting. They're empty and searching for love and acceptance. God does not condemn them, he loves them. We are called to gently touch them with God's love. And then we need to see that God develops gentleness in us through forceful or difficult circumstances. We look at an illustration, how is the roughness of wood smooth and prepared for a beautiful finish? The, abrasive, the abrasiveness of sandpaper, something rougher and stronger is applied to the surface of the wood to remove the rough spots. How is a muscle developed and strength increased? It is through resistance. God wants us. God wants to develop gentleness within our lives. Let me ask all of us, do we consider ourselves a person who is gentle with others? Do we consider ourselves, as we look at people who are hurting, people that maybe we do not agree with, how do we approach them? Do we approach them with gentleness and kindness? To me, it is so sad when we see a person approach another person and not display this fruit not display gentleness, not to display kindness, especially in this day when there is so, so much hatred. God wants to develop gentleness within our lives, and sometimes he will put us in difficult situations that we find rough or or, uh, resist. Gentleness can can develop through people who oppose you. Paul said to Timothy, those who oppose him, he must gently instruct. Gentleness grows when people fail you. In First Peter 3, 9, do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult, but with blessing, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. And gentleness can increase through correction. In Proverbs it says, hold on to instruction. Do not let it go. Guard it well, for it is your life. And then in Proverbs 13, 13, people who despise advice will find themselves in trouble. Those who respect it will be success. And also we might ask the question, what is the purpose of gentleness? God's purpose for gentleness is not to make us a doormat for people to walk on and take advantage of. Remember, meekness is not weakness. Gentleness is strength submitted to God. Gentleness is love-touching. So why does God want us to be jealous? Some say a picture is worth a thousand words, and so I want to share a particular picture, how to picture this in your minds, that uh, illustrate the purpose of gentleness. Maybe many of you remember April 19, 1995, when the federal building in Oklahoma City was bombed. And in this picture, Fire Captain Chris Fields carries a one-year-old and her name was Bailey Alman, one of the many injured in the bombing. And pictured here is strength under control, love touching. Gentleness came to rescue a child, to bring hope. And while Bailey later died from the injuries sustained in the bombing, the picture shows us the gold of gentleness, to rescue, restore those who cannot help themselves. I believe a tremendous thing is brought about in the teachings uh, or in the wording of the song, He Touched Me, shackled by a heavy burden, neath a load of care. He touched me, he touched me, and he made me whole. Paul said in Timothy, Those who oppose him, he will gently instruct, in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth, and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. God wants to rescue, God wants to restore those who are helpless, those who have fallen into the trap of the devil. Satan wants to destroy our lives, but God wants to bring healing and hope. God wants to rescue them with gentleness. Any one of us could find ourselves in the need of gentleness, uh, coming in, uh, in our lives. As a spider spins its web, so too Satan wants to trump us in a deadly snare of sin. While none may come to the rescue of the fly caught in the spider's web, God wants us to go and gently restore those who are entangled by sin. Yes, gentleness restores those caught in sin. That's the first part of God's purpose of gentleness. Did you notice the second reason that we're to be gentle? It is to protect us. Many of you know as you think about the fireman who goes to rescue those who are unable to help themselves, does not rush into a burning building unprepared. They are wearing up to 75 pounds of special equipment designed to protect their lives. You see, some of their strength is directed and used to protect themselves from from injury or death. With gentleness, we are to restore those caught by sin. But at the same time, we are to be on guard. The Bible says to watch yourself or you may be tempted. You're going into dangerous territory and let gentleness protect you from falling into sin, uh, sin yourself. Gentleness, what is it? Submitted strength. Power under control. Gentleness is love-touching. How is genuine developed in our lives? Sometimes we we learn gentleness through God's tender touch. Other times we learn gentleness through difficult situations, through resistance. Why should we be gentle? Through gentleness, we rescue and restore those caught by sin, and protect ourselves with from temptation. Oh, that we could see a better day in this land. All oh, that we could know the peace that passes all understanding. all oh, that we can know, gentleness and kindness and love, all of the fruit, which are mentioned in Galatians 5:22:23. Friend, are you a Christian? Have you sought to give your life to Christ? If no one has come to you, you go to someone, go to a minister, and say, will you explain to me what I must do in order to become a child of God? You'll never have a greater friend. You'll never have a greater example. You'll never have one who can strengthen you and make you adequate for all the circumstances and happenings of life like Jesus Christ. Friends, if there's anything that we can ever do for you, please contact us, Scotts 4 Christian Church and Otis Clark Minister. We want to be a blessing. We're seeking to be a blessing. And we pray that we can help. Let us pray. Father, today we have talked about a very important word. And it is so important that we as Christians understand that if we're going to be genuine Christians, that we will seek to demonstrate the fruit of the Spirit. That we see that we have a responsibility to behave as a Christian ought to behave. That we need to think as a Christian ought to think. That we seek to be an example of a believer. Lord bless everyone who is listening. We pray for our shut-ins. We pray for our nation. We pray for our world. We pray for the leadership of our land. And Lord, from the depths of my heart, I pray that we can see a cessation of all of the looting, of the the fires, and and the uh, terrible happenings, the killings. Lord, help us. That is no way for us to live, certainly no way for a Christian to live. And we understand as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So help us to think on the right things. In his name we pray. Amen.